This is so important, and it's the number one thing that's going to change your life: is how you think, how you feel, how you act, is the results that you get. So I would just invite everybody out there to start paying attention to your mind and your thoughts, and questioning them, and not believing everything you think. And what if it was a lie? Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show, so let's dive right into today's episode. Oh my gosh, my love, I am so freaking excited to be sharing this interview with you. And before we dive into all of it, I want you to strap in, okay? Literally prepare yourself because this interview is everything. I am so freaking excited to welcome the beautiful Erica Kramer, aka the queen of confidence onto the podcast. And let me just tell you what we are about to dive into inside of this episode. It's freaking fire. Okay. Literally just cancel every other plan that you have for the next hour (laughs) because you do not want to miss anything that is inside of this episode. I'm seriously not joking when I say that Erica actually is the queen of confidence. Yes, it's her name on Instagram. Yes, it is what she's known for on the interwebs, but she literally lives up to her name. She is an incredible soul. She exudes confidence. She shines a light like no other. And I'm so excited to introduce you to her on this episode. Literally, this girl is my soul sister. I feel so grateful that I don't even know how Instagram brought us together. Somehow we connected and honestly, we're just soul sisters. And the way that this interview goes, you guys are going to know that by the end of it, you're going to be soul sisters with us. It's honestly just the most incredible, incredible interview. And I'm just so excited to share it all with you. Erica is literally known as the self-proclaimed Cardi B of personal development. She says she's like a Cardi B infused with a Gary V kind of vibe, and she is not wrong. I will let you know that there are some F-bombs dropped inside of this episode and you babes know I am all about showing up unapologetically, never filtering your personality and letting your authentic light shine. And Erica is known for her slogan, fuck what others think, which I absolutely love. But of course you can expect that some F-bombs will be dropping a little bit throughout this episode. So I'm just letting you know now in case that offends you or you've got little ears listening. Seriously, my love, there is nothing we do not hold back on on this episode. We even dive as deep as to talk about spiritual poos at one point. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, you will soon. Don't worry. (laughs) Erica is someone who has overcome a life full of trauma, physical and sexual abuse, near-death experiences, breaking her back and being widowed. And honestly, she is one of the strongest people that I have ever spoken to. And it's just an honor to be able to share her story. Erica found herself drowning in pain and sadness, trying to numb everything that she had been through. And these life-changing experiences finally led her to life coaching, where she went on a deep path to personal growth and healing. As a confidence coach, she is here to guide women to living a life where they seek progress, not perfection. She's taking a bold stand for women, owning their throne and reclaiming their confidence. And I know that you're just going to feel so empowered as you listen to this episode. Inside, like I said, we talk about everything. We go over why everything bad that happens quote unquote bad is allowing you to connect with more people who have experienced it or who are going through it. We talk about why owning your hot messness and showing up authentically
authentically is so much more important than trying to be perfect. We discuss why momentum is everything and how to make sure you continuously take action to find your way to confidence. We talk about how to create community in the way that you show up online in order to cultivate your tribe both online and in person. We also talk about why people buy you and what your story means in terms of how you're going to connect with your audience that then become customers and clients. We also talk about the importance of over delivering value to your audience before you can ever expect anyone to pay you. And honestly, I'm just scratching the surface of what's inside of this interview. I'm not going to go on any longer. There is so much value that I know that you are going to love and get so much out of inside of this episode. So just dive in, enjoy it, take it all in, soak it in and allow these up levels to fill you up. Please, 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 as you are listening, make sure that you screenshot your favorite part, share it inside of your Instagram stories with us and tag us. I'm at Taylor A. Peters and Erica is at the queen of confidence. Tag both of us. Let us know that you loved it. We will hit you up in the DMs and send so much freaking love your way. I'm so grateful and honored to be able to share this with you. And let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another very exciting interview. And before we get into it, I'm just going to preface this by just calling it out, putting it out there. I have just coming off the back end of a flu. So if you're wondering why your little girl Tay is kind of sounding a little bit more sultry and sexy than normal, it's because I've brought my best flu voice. But I'm not alone today. I am joined by the beautiful Erica Kramer, aka the queen of confidence. I am so excited to have you here, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my us. God. Soul sister over here. Like, hello. I'm so freaking excited. We're going to have fun today, y'all. Going <laughs> to be the best. Before we press record, Erica and I were just chatting about like how divinely connected we have been for a very long time without even actually realizing it. <laughs> we both followed each other on Instagram for quite a while. I adore Erica. I just honestly, just such a down to earth soul. I'm going to say it right now before we even get into it. If you're not following her, go and do it now. Do yourself a favor. It's at the queen of confidence. <laughs> She's an incredible human and very, very blessed to have you on the show, darling. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, for those that don't know you, give us a little insight. Tell us a little bit about your story and who you are. All right. My cheeks hurt, first of all, because you are so damn amazing. Thank you. Um, always when someone intros you, you're just like smiling awkwardly over here like, oh, that's so nice. Um, <laughs> well, as you said, uh, my name is Erica from America. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out to Framingham. And I have, <laughs> I've been in Australia probably like nine years now. Um, I came for a man. He was an a-hole, but shout out to Paul. Thank you for being an a-hole because I shout came. Shout out to Paul. <laughs> Thank you, motherfucker. I am. A, now I have a beautiful, gorgeous husband and I'm a confidence coach. So I help women basically find their confidence back, reclaim their voice, stand in who they are and be their fullest expression, whatever that looks like in the moment. So really, I think my, my juice and my love is helping women awaken to how like magnificent they are as they are like as the hot mess fucked up you know cellulite no filter i'm not good enough blah 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 in the middle of a divorce like i meet people right in the middle of the hot mess and that's where i like to work with people so like in the middle of the crisis in the middle of shock and terrible shit going on i'm very excited because i know as we were talking offline before that in the middle of the bad shit like the hot steaming poo with flies on it inside there is your fucking gift. Yes. I love, you know, I love working with women in that void space. Mm. Um, and I started off as a stylist when I was here. I was, I was a hairdresser. 
I ended up working for a company and getting sponsored here. And I met my husband and he introduced me to a life coach who was a clairvoyant and I was not spiritual at all. I was in the session like, oh my God, who the fuck is this? Witch <laughs> like praying to some gods of like, what is this? And she really helped me to unravel all of the hot mess of my life that I was pretending I didn't have and I was suppressing and I call it like the rug and I was just shoving it all under the rug and going, not right now. Let me put on my best face. And she really helped me. Like she was my first mentor, coach, teacher, um, the first time I ever did any work. And it really unraveled all my, you know, I was a foster kid, sexual abuse, physical abuse, kidnapped, fucking almost died three times. I had my husband that passed away and that was horrible. Really a lot of alcohol issues, um, more sexual abuse, abandonment. And then I broke my back and I almost fucking died. Mm. That was full on. And then I just ran away from America. So I was hiding all of that in my rug. Like it wasn't going to fuck with me. Like, oh yeah, I'm good. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. You know, just my life is all fucked up, but I'm all good. So she really helped me. And then from her, it became this thing. Like I was similar to you, like junkie. Like I was like, what? My thoughts create my reality. What, what, what? Subconscious mm. what? And I just like became ravenous with wanting to learn about myself. And then I cared about how other people felt and how they like interested in that, you know? Um, so now I call myself the Cardi B of personal development. Which I love. <laughs> My coach actually said, you are so the Cardi B of personal development. I'm like, that's fucking good. Like, I'll take that because I love Tony Robbins, but he's an old white man and I'm not an old white man, you know, like, so how do I explain what I do? And it's like, I love Oprah. I love Tony Robbins. I love Gary V and Cardi B like mixed together. And I made a baby and that's me. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, start, I, I do that. That's what I do for women. And you know, I, I love Instagram because that's where we've made friends. And I feel like it's mm -hmm. the power of social media right now or the internet um, is ridiculous. And so that's kind of how I got here and how I started. I spent, I don't know, $80,000. My husband and I spent all our money, credit cards on self-development to heal mm -hmm. our shit because there's no way I'd be who I am. I was so angry and so unconscious of myself. Um, and so then I just got on fire for it. And last year I started like coaching. I was like, I'm going to do coaching. I'm not going to do styling anymore because it was like, it just felt very um, external. Like mm. what, what clothes am I wearing and how's my hair? And I love hair and makeup as a hairdresser and as a stylist, but it didn't matter what women were wearing. They still looked in the mirror and were like, I'm not good enough. So I'm like, what the mm. fuck? Like, you're wearing the most amazing outfit and you still don't love yourself. Like, so that really showed me that we needed to go deeper and I wanted to go deeper. And I just said, fuck it. Last year I did it. And here we are 14 months later, girl. Holy shit. No, I know. Best thing you ever did. Hey, Crazy. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like that though. I reckon like, honestly, you just go through, you know, so much. And obviously we'll dive in a little bit deeper if we can, but like oh. so much happens in your journey and something I'm so big on. I actually read it on your website and I say it all the time. It's like, everything's happening for you, not to you. Like, Oh Yeah. The epitome of what everything changed my life the day I heard that sentence in the midst mm. of a breakdown like that came through for me loud and clear like someone hit me in the face and was like wow yes yourself like everything is happening for you not to you like stop like stop the pity party like it's time yeah. mm. and that changed everything for me and when I read that on your website I was like well if we weren't already and honestly like that for me like I just think that you're so right and I think that you know, there are a lot of people who will go through life and there's so many, you know, circumstances and things that do occur. Mm. And if they come at it from that, you know, that victim mentality, then they're going to keep themselves trapped there. But, you know, something that you and I both have done, and of course, you know, you really do invest in yourself to get out of it. Yeah. You go through those processes in order to 
come out the other side and you do look back and you go, oh my gosh, like this all happened for a reason. This is all adding up. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And all of it has happened exactly as it's meant to happen for you because you get to be the version of you that you are today that serves so many people and has such an incredible impact and literally changes lives everywhere. Like phenomenal thing, but it's because you made the decision to go, okay, well, this is happening for me. How can I take my circumstances Mm. and use them as fuel to the fire, not as something that's like shackling me down. Yes. Oh, that's that, a good word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think that that's just such a powerful thing to, re- to remember. And now look, like, as you say, like 14 months later, like by just going like, Hey, maybe I can do this thing. Yes. I think it's a really good thing for our listeners to hear. Like if you feel called to do something, like think mm. about where you could be a year and a bit later. Like yeah. how, like how different is your life to how oh, it was my, a year ago? Oh my God. I'm a hundred percent. And can I say to you, I love that. Cause you have the similar story. We were mm-hmm. talking before we started recording that like, and I, and I would love at some point in this to talk about like the breakdown of what confidence is like demystifying because it'll tie, I promise you guys, it'll tie back to this. Yeah. Um, because what you were saying earlier was like, you went through this tough time and what I want to do is keep it real with all of you. And why I call myself Cardi B is because I feel like she's not fancy with her words. She speaks the most English English. And I, my goal is to turn the esoteric fucking spiritual, big fucking words into mm. shit that everybody can get. Like, yeah how can we, you know, break down Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth? Like, what? What is that? Like, I want people to understand. So when I look at this and I see that like all of this shit, like if I keep it real with you out there, if you're out there and you're in the middle of shit and you're in the middle of a hard time and you're like, how the fuck is this a gift? Thank you, Taylor. Okay, Erica, how is this actually going to help and benefit me? I want to tell you that you won't see that in the midst of it. It is, it sucks. When my husband died, it wasn't like, there's a gift in this, Erica. Some, I would have punched someone in the face if they said that to me. So just know that you're not supposed to get it. If you're in the middle of it, you know that it's okay, that this shit sucks. And it's just understand in the back of your mind, the more you become aware, you will start to actually look forward to things going wrong because you know that if you're in that thing, it's like, oh, who am I becoming? Oh, shit. Like we had a miscarriage and I was like in the fucking hospital. I said to my husband, like literally tears on my face. I was like, I'm, I can connect to women who've had a miscarriage now. And he looked at me like, are you fucking for real? But in, yeah. in that way, like, you know, like I was crying, I was upset, but I could find it faster where once you start doing this, you out there, if you're like, nah, I don't think like this, you will, you'll start doing it and start looking at everything bad air quotes that happens. It allows you connect to connect with a whole new set of people. You can connect with those humans now because you've experienced it. And so haven't they, you know, like that. Totally. Yeah, a million percent. And honestly, I just think it gives you a whole other level of strength yeah. because suddenly you've got this like superpower where like, yes, it fucking sucks. Like, yes, you're still in it, but you can almost remove yourself from it a little bit enough to look down on it and go, yeah. okay, all right. Like this is fucking horrible. And I know that I'm going through it, but there's going to be something on the other side. Like there's a reason that, you know, this is happening. And like you said, like of course, especially the first time that you start to, you know, you're going through something different. The first time you're ever hearing this, like, of course, it's really difficult. And you're like, yeah, bullshit. That's probably yeah. not, that's not me. Like it's easy for you guys to say, but like everybody feels like that when they're yeah. in it. Yeah. But the more that you can open yourself up on the other side to like, okay, I realize that I'm strong. I can reflect on this and you can look back on it and go, okay, it's happening for me, not to me. Mm. The next time that something happens, it gets a little bit easier to then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like, yes, you're hurting and you're struggling and you're going through the miscarriage, but you can also see like, okay, well, this opens me up the ability to connect with women who have gone through something like this. 
Yeah. And what you asked before, like, where were you last year? It's like last year I had, I have <laughs> this joke, which I'm totally going to, I'm going to meet Gary Vee and I'm going to tell him this because I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I last year, I knew my story. I knew everything about my story and I was doing events. I was doing styling events, as I said, and at my styling events, they ended up becoming like life coaching styling events. Mm. So we weren't just talking about wardrobe. We were talking about, you know, how we think and like the shit I was learning with all of my mentors and coaches and they were teaching me so that I could teach it. I didn't know that. They were like, mm. you're a teacher. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but they would teach me so that I could reteach. And I had 40 women in front of me every month. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to talk to these women. So yeah. it naturally happened. Right. But how funny that when I was up one day, someone said to me, what about your life? What about your kids? What about your story? So I started adding slides of my life and it was like my husband, my kids. And then I added my husband who passed away. And then I, so like I built that video that I have a video on my website in case y'all want to see it. It's like the story video. And we're talking that Taylor, I watched it before we met, um, before we chatted. And like, I put that together as slides and then it became a video. And then I realized, fuck, that story, if I don't share it. So last year, I really realized that the power, and this is what's good, you guys, if you end up uh, learning how to, how to appreciate the shitty times, you'll be able to learn how to learn from them and pull out the good from them. And then you'll go, fuck, all of those shitty times are stories that I can share to connect with humanity and you know, share my product, share my service, share my experience. Like, <clears throat> you don't always need a certificate. So I ended up going, oh my God, what was I thinking? That fucking Oprah was going to knock on my door in Melbourne and go, hey, Erica, I heard you have a hard story. Do you want to be on my couch? Do you want, do you want a book deal? Like, was that what I was thinking? What the fuck was I thinking? So Gary Vee's like, bitch, you're going to get your shit out there. Like, Oprah's not going to knock on your, you're not going to get discovered. But gone are the Hollywood days when you're on the bus in America and someone goes, hey, Taylor Ray, do you want to be in a fucking movie? It's like, you got to get your own shit now. It's the internet yeah. age. Yeah. So I think last year I really realized like, oh, this happened for me. Oh, this story is not mine. I have to share this. Yeah. And if I share this, then I can relate to those people. So last year I just started owning my story and sharing it. And it, at first I felt like such a wanker. Is that what y'all call it in Australia? I felt yeah. like a wanker. I felt like, poor me, look at my story. And that was uncomfortable, to be honest, for a little while until yeah. I got over myself and realized that my story would be in service of you. And I started sharing my story and documenting and doing everything that crushing it said to do. And literally fucking last year, we couldn't, we had a second baby. We moved out of Hamish's parents' house because we were going to live there to buy a house and all that jazz. We couldn't handle it. So we left within a year. Um, we did pay rent just in case you're wondering, we had to pay them rent. Yes, we did. Um, Cause I was like, that's nice. I'm like, Oh hell no, it wasn't nice. We had to pay rent. So we moved out. <laughs> bought a fucking Tiguan, had a second baby. And I quit my corporate, like, um, government, like not government, my corporate, um, contract role where I was getting paid and said, I'm going to be a life coach. And my husband almost died. Like we couldn't buy bread from Baker's delight. Like we literally were like two cents, $3. Do you have fuck? Fuck. We can't pay for the Tiguan. Fuck. We can't pay for our rent. We have a second baby. Holy shit. And I'm like, I'm going to be a life coach. I'm not doing styling anymore. I'm going to do this. And my husband's about to die. And I literally worked my face off, got on the internet, talked to the followers, whether you have 200 or 2000 or 2 million, mm. speak to the fucking eyeballs. 
Like totally. y'all are not saying good morning. Hey guys, I'm drinking this and doing this. Like I just spoke to my community and I literally, like you said, like I love people and I talked to them and I shared where we were at real shit. And mm. like a year later, we literally have made $250,000 on Instagram. Um, mm. I have 130 women in programs like in 11 countries and we did a fucking sold out retreat all on Instagram, which I know you can't depend on just Instagram, but that's what happened. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. The fuck? You know, yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And <laughs> It just goes to show like the power of just taking massive fucking action. Mm. Like, like take the first step, like actually mm. go for it. And like, like hear us on this as well. Like, yes, it's nerve wracking. Like, yes, it yes. is scary. <laughs> yes, you feel fear. Mm. Put yourself out there and tell your story. Please don't look at us because we're two people who like quite comfortably talk about it all mm. the fucking time now. Yeah. I think, oh, well, it's always been easy for you. Like, no, it's not. When you first... Mm. And everybody has that same fear. I remember being that nervous, same as you, when you know you start to talk about yourself because you're like, oh, like, what if people mm-hmm. don't care? Or what if people think I'm conceited or have yeah, a big yeah. head because I'm talking about myself? <laughs> because at the time you're like, my only followers are my friends in real yeah. life. Like yeah, they don't yeah. think this stuff. Like, but you show up anyway. And, <laughs> and you go from being having like 200 of your friends following you to 2,000 strangers following you, thanking mm-hmm. you every damn day. Yes, girl. Preach. And shared your story. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it, it flips because then you're like, oh my gosh, now I can't not show up. Because exactly. there's people need me. Like, I remember totally. when I started doing that on Instagram and especially the podcast, random people would just DM me and be like, I'm in tears listening to your podcast. Like, oh, thank wow. you so much for sharing this. And I would be in tears being like, I didn't even really know people were listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, shit, you heard that? <laughs> like, you know, and just grateful that anyone would listen, but that people would take the time out to say those things. And it's mm. like, that comes from pushing outside of your comfort zone. Like totally. nothing good comes from your comfort zone. Like, yeah. Of it. And can I say too, please don't be out there going, well, I wasn't raped. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't kidnapped. My husband didn't die. Like as a life coach, as a coach with what I do with my clients, a trauma could be your parents divorced when you were four and you had to change schools. Yeah. That could be traumatic. Okay. Like don't make this be like, well, I don't have a big story. A little old me, no one cares about me. And I'm so shit. Like don't do that to yourself. Cause you're just fucking yourself over as to why you don't show up. Mm-hmm. Anything is a story. Like literally you saying I'm a stay at home mom and I want to start a business and I don't want to go back to work and I'm a bit scared and you share that. And I love that Gary Vee talks about documenting, like just document your life. Hey guys, my name's Erica. I feel a bit nervous to get on Instagram, but here I am. And I blah, 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 blah. Like that's what it looks like. It doesn't look like you have Oprah Winfrey legacy and you have a massive, you know, you were, you were kidnapped by, and you lived in the mountains for five days. It doesn't have to be this big fucking thing, you know, like it could be some small shit because there's another, there's 7 billion motherfucking humans on the planet. One other person, I'm sure more than one will relate to your story. And what you'll do is you will get out of your own way and you'll build hope in other people because if you're alive and you made it, how the fuck did you do it? I want to know. And you're going to give me hope and you're going to change my life. And fuck, if we're not here to help you, like I teach my kids, you are only here to help someone else. Like that's that's what I want them to know. Like you're here to be of service to humanity in whatever way that is. If it's fucking playing an instrument on the side of the street, if it's you being a doctor, I don't give a fuck, but you are here to be of service to another human. We're not here on our own. We need each other, the community. Yeah. I love that. I love it so much. And as you're saying that, like 
so agree with you. And the biggest thing that came through for me as you were saying it was like your story is your service yeah. and recognize that, like recognize that like whatever you've gone through, like there is going to be someone else that is mm. just at the beginning of that. Like they're, yeah. you've gone through it and they're at the beginning of it. And they're like, holy shit, like, please someone help me. And you're on the other side, you're the after mm-hmm. and you've already gone through it. So why not put your hand out and go, totally. here I am, let me guide you. And that's what you've yeah. done. And that's what I've done. Yeah. Countless other people are doing. So if you totally. feel to do something like that in your life, yeah. the time is now, like you're being yeah. called for a reason. Like not everybody is getting that nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Your story, your nudge, like your yeah. responsibility to stand up. And hello, 2019, we have the internet and it's like, oh, um, yeah. Angela, I love Angela and we'll talk about her, but she always talks and teaches about how our great grandmothers, you know, fucking handmaiden's tale for real life. Mm. Like we couldn't, we couldn't meet as I just did a thing with a friend of mine, Sue's. We had business women, like 70 women in a room talking about business and up leveling and, and creating financial growth for ourselves. And like, we would have all been killed and burned. Like in some kind like Pakistan, they can't read a fucking book in some of those places. Yeah. And we are over here. We have the internet, like we can make massive and radical change. And why aren't we doing so? Like, why? Because you think you're not good enough or because you're not skinny enough or comparison? Like, yeah. that is, that's shit. So we have a massive ability right now, like a microphone. Totally, totally. And like you said, like, <laughs> yeah, actually. And the internet makes it, like, nothing is impossible. So, yeah. like, even how you're saying before, like, you know, it's not Hollywood days where, like, someone would come along and find you. It's like, it's better than Hollywood days. Yeah. Everything's so much easier. Yeah. And your own TV show on YouTube. <laughs> Exactly. You can create your own platform. So Mm. get out there and just start speaking. And it brings me back to what you were saying before. Like you just, how you sort of started and you like just got on Instagram and you built your entire business there and from sharing and connecting. And it's something I love about watching your Instagram stories is like, even, I don't know if it was yesterday (laughs) or the day before you're like at McDonald's with your kids and like, you know, you're like talking to Instagram, but like your kids are running off with chips. And I love that you don't stop recording. Like the phone's still going you're like, hey, Wait, what are you doing, you little fuckers? You're drinking the juice, like eat your fucking chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the best because that creates an authentic relationship with your audience. Mm, and yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest things that hinders people from showing up and starting to speak is that they're like, oh, what if I'm not professional enough? Or what if I don't, yeah. you know, have the graphics and the pretty designs that everybody has? Like, I don't have to do mm-hmm. that. And it's like, you have a phone with a button on it that says yeah. record, press it. Yeah. That's all you yeah. need to do. Like just get on and start speaking and know that the right people are going to connect with you. Like you're going to call totally. in. Totally. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's your flavor. Like if someone doesn't like your hairstyle, they're not going to follow you. Great. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. There's totally. plenty of other people with another hairstyle, you know? And I think um, it's such a good point that you bring like this fear. And I can tell you guys right now, listening last year, uh, I had like 2000 followers, which I thought was great. Right. It doesn't matter about followers, but just to give you insight, I had 2000. I was on the grid photo, quote, photo, quote, grid for three photos, one quote, blah, blah, blah. And now literally when I see that, I want to throw up in my mouth. I'm like, no, it's too scripted and perfect. So I, the minute I, I had my son and I wanted to do like videos and I wanted to like show up when IGTV started, when they first came out, right? Oh my God, that feels like years ago. And it was only last year. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like remember IGTV? It's like, yeah, that was last yeah. year. <laughs> so, um, I have itchy nose, nose syndrome right now. Like you're no, um, passing it on. I remember my first IGTV, I was trying so hard to like be good and have it pretty and look good and everything nice. And I couldn't, I had a fucking baby, newborn baby, basically. And I'm trying to do videos and someone couldn't watch him. And I just put him in the video. 
And from that moment where I put Nava in the video, one of them, I was like breastfeeding, my phone fell live, like Instagram live. And it was just, it was literally hotmess.com.au.fuckingnz.everything. It was horrible. <laughs> but that shit became the, oh, well, I'm going to show up how I can. It might be at 1230. It might be at four o'clock. Q&A Tuesday might be on Friday. But <laughs> well, like, I'm good with it. And it's like you, like you let people know, I'm going to cough just so you know. I'm going to call. I'm going to keep listening. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to not do the interview because I might call. You know? Yeah. Like we're going to cough and we're scratching our nose and that's, what <laughs> right now, you know, and so it's like letting people know who you are and how you're going to show up. And like that I think is the best thing because you're not worried about being perfect. There's so much perfection trying to be perfect accounts that mm. people are actually numbed out and they love the, rough edges they love the real cellulite fucking all those instagrams of women are shaking their ass in slow motion and it's cellulite and it's like that shit's going off because we're so sick of the perfectness so you yeah. actually you actually have such a great advantage if you're starting out and you think you're a hot mess or like own your hot mess oh, totally totally i think that it's so so important and you can even see like people with the bigger more curated accounts yes. that's what they're even starting to say i was actually listening to an interview on the skinny confidential podcast not that long ago and i can't remember who she was speaking to but if you follow the skinny confidential like yes. massive influencer beautiful like the feed is perfect and she was even saying you know i feel more called to you know more authentic things and what she said is like if you want like an indicator of which direction to go follow the rock <laughs> because yeah. he's someone that doesn't filter his shit. Like he oh. just shows up as he is. Yeah. And the relationship that he's building with his audience because of course like, this he's is a man. real dude. Yeah. He's and a that's lovely what, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be like, would love to know him in person. <laughs> yes. He's a bit sexy. <laughs> <laughs> My partner, James is half Samoan and he's always like, Oh, he's sexy too then. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it does really go to show that, you don't have to show up. You don't have to be, you know, quote unquote, perfect. Like just be yourself and know that it's going to call in the right people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of that really comes down to just having that confidence in yourself. And I would love to sort of work that back into what we we're talking about before. Yeah. Is defining what confidence actually is and to hear what your take on that is, if you could put it together in words. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I think first and foremost, if we look at what like that confidence is an emotion, right? Like happiness, like joy, like anger. So it's an emotion. And in my work, I love talking about the mind and I kind of mix modalities of like CBT, which is like cognitive behavioral therapy with like life coaching and NLP and all of the things so that people understand that everything we do, every single thing that gets produced, created, made comes from your mind, from a thought. And women are such feelers. Like I feel sad. And then I called my mom and then I felt angry and then I felt this. And we don't really say I was thinking, you know, we say feel. So yeah. I guess the biggest thing is if confidence is an emotion, it's a feeling. So it's going to depend on what you're thinking about yourself. If you're thinking I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough. My podcast isn't as amazing as her podcast, blah, blah, blah. It's going to make you feel a certain way. And then you're going to, with that feeling you do like your action or your behavior is you know, um, impacted obviously. And then your end result is impacted. So it's like, if we want to feel confident, we have to really become aware of what we're thinking because you can't fake it till you make it. Like I have a thing in my thing that says, fuck, fake it, just make it. Like you can't fake it, the feeling because your body and mind are so connected. So if we think about confidence as an emotion, first and foremost, have a look at what thoughts you're thinking. And I get all my, anybody who I can tell to do this, like 
journal your thoughts or write down your thoughts on paper. Like get your mind on paper, have a look at it and be like, oh shit, no wonder I'm anxious. Look at all these thoughts. Just mm. look at them with curiosity, close the book. Next day, do it again. Next day, do it again. And like really get familiar with what are the top three thoughts that fuck with you? Like what are your, what are your big fuckers that are telling you in your head? Do you know? Most of us don't know our own mind and what we're thinking. Mm. So you have to become aware of your thoughts first and foremost. And second of all, confidence <laughs> feels like shit. If I'm honest, it feels like fucking ass the whole time you're working. I want you to imagine that confidence over here is like a stage and there's a platform and there's a hot pink cape or whatever color you like and a fucking crown with a big C on it. And you got to make your way to confidence. And once you get there, it feels fucking amazing. But on your way is a fucking jungle of shit. It's like, it's like fucking lions, tigers, and bears. And you're going to get, you're going to get cut. There's poo on the floor. You're definitely going to step in shit. You're going to fall over. You may get a fucking bug bite and you may break out. People are going to be watching you. It's like, it's like, a, it's like that ninja show. Like you got to go through this jungle of shit to get mm. to confidence. And people don't see that jungle. They don't like ask yourself this. If you want to be more confident, are you willing to experience shame, guilt, looking stupid, fucking it up, falling flat on your face, getting made fun of, looking dumb, being wrong, right? Like people not liking you, people turning away from you, your family being pissed off at you. Are you willing to experience shame, guilt, all that shit? Because if you're willing to experience those feelings and emotions, confidence is coming to you. And people are like, I don't want to feel that. And I'm like, well, baby, you can't be confident if you don't go through the shit that it takes to get to confidence. And mm -hmm. I think it's the biggest myth that we believe that people on Instagram or Oprah or me or you, we're so confident. And I'm like, you don't even know what I went through to get to here and how I doubted myself on the way here or how I had to do a fucking spiritual poo before I got on stage to speak to 500 people. Mm -hmm. Like I always have to poo before I speak to people <laughs> on stage. And I tell them, hi guys, I just had to do a poo. And they're like, oh, oh okay. Like, it's just like, oh, she is confident. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. She just talks about poo. I talk about poo all the time. I think it would be like a, like a poo online course. I don't know. But like, you know, I think the, the, the thing is like really being open to, you will not ever get to confidence if you are not willing to fuck shit up. If you are not willing to fall over, if you're not willing to fall over and get up, and not make it a big deal and keep moving. Because in the moment that you stop taking action and you stop and fall over and, and think about it, in the gap, what you do is question yourself. And the longer the gap, the more you second guess yourself, the more you do your head in, then you take no action, then you take no action, then you take now there's a bigger gap and then you make a big deal about how big the gap is. And it's like, fuck, just keep moving. Keep yeah. moving and you will experience that feeling of confidence and then a fucking bird shits on your head and you're back to, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit and you got to do it again. Like yeah. you don't own it. You can't buy it on Amazon. You know what I mean? I totally agree like with a you. practice. Yes, definitely. And like every time that you think that you found it, like you're going to yeah. be presented with another <laughs> opportunity that's going to be like, have you? Have yep. you actually? Because if you have, this mm -hmm. will not you. Yes. You guess what? You've still got more internal work to do. Totally. I feel like it's a practice. And I had this little five C's thing that I made that it was like, how, if I had to explain to my best friend how to be more confident and it was like, you know, like have a choice. What's the choice that you want to do? What's the thing? What's the decision? And then it's like courage. You're going to be scared as fuck. Everybody, you're going to be shitting yourself, skid marks in your undies, bit of pee driven down your leg. Yes. You're on the right track. Keep going. And number three was like, create, like what's the action? What's the small small, not the big fucking thing, the small thing that's going to create an avalanche. And then like consider, which is all about like, how did you go with that action? How was it? Was it a good action? Was it a shit action? What was the result? And then 
continue. So like keep next thing you got to create next. Like, it's like you keep going and like a meditation. Like I sucked at meditation when I first started, the more I do it, the better I get. So it like confidence to me is like a practice. Mm. And if you're, if you see me or if you see Taylor, what, we just done it so much. We are right now in the practice of confidence. Like, mm. you know, we haven't made it. You never make it. It's like, we just keep going. doing it. Yeah. Because yes. think, think about your next level when you're interviewing fucking Oprah Winfrey or you're interviewing your dream person, you're going to be shit to yourself and go, Oh my God, I hope it's good. Blah, blah, blah. And then you yeah. do it and people go, that episode was amazing. And you're like, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Except I was sweating in my underarms and I think I peed myself. I definitely did a pre interview poo. Yes. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, but actually, and that's exactly what happens. Like, and it's in everything. And I can look back on so many parts of my journey, like in everything that you're saying, it just brought up all the feels. Cause I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I remember that so many times and it's, it's every single time too. Like you come up against that same fear, but then on the other side of it, you're like, why was I even nervous? Like that was so easy, but you've got to push through the scary part to get there. Like, and then you're going to get another opportunity where guess what? You're going to feel scared again. <laughs> and then you get a little bit less scared. And Oh, I just oh yes, so much in all of that. That, that segues perfectly because that what happens is <laughs> that's FWOT, right? Like, which I love. You, you, oh my god, it's my favorite. And like, FWOT stands for like fuck what others think or forget what others think, right? And it's like, why do we need to worry about what people are thinking? <laughs> and why are you so um, worried about what they're going to say about you? And you know, that's a big, probably one of the big messages that I try to give. And it's not like, fuck you people. Cause I love people and I'm so compassionate mm. and kind, but it is like, fuck the idea of the opinion of others having an impact on you. Like, fuck that, you know, yeah. like fuck that because no one knows you like you know you and even you don't know you because you're like when people say be yourself I laugh I'm like who is yourself sorry like sorry who is myself before kids different self six months from now I'll be a different self literally I have new skin every four fucking weeks my skin isn't even my same skin like my skeleton changes every 18 months like you're not even the same person you were literally four weeks ago from a biological perspective how are we supposed to be ourselves and so I think it's, it's like allowing yourself to be cool with people not being right about you. People are going to get you wrong and they're going to have opinions and thoughts and you will never, ever, 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 ever change that. So it's like, as you spend all your time and energy worrying about what they think and trying to change them with force, you lose your power. And it's like, can you start standing in yourself and be with yourself? Are you good with yourself? No, work on that. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll never be good with you like you can be good with you. And someone, I heard someone, Brooke Castillo, who I love, she's got amazing, she's just an amazing life coach. And she talks about like, let them be wrong about you. And it's so true. Like, let them be wrong about you because they're going to get you wrong. Yeah. And it's like, cool. All right. And then, then you don't give a fuck. Then you really, that's when you're really like that. When, when people see me, I'm like, that's where I'm at. Like, I honestly, I know it has nothing to do with me for real. It's not just like a quote from Wayne Dyer. It's like, I really, really think when you think something about me, that's, I, I know it's your projection. I'm like, it ain't even me. So I don't even spend time worried about why doesn't she like me or mm. like, I don't even, I'm not even there. It's like a different dimension that I'm not even stepping into because it slows my flow. And yeah. then I can't be of service, you know? Exactly. And you just oh. do not have time or energy to give. No way. I'm exactly the same. And it's honestly, it's one of the questions that I get the most. I put a thing up yesterday because obviously not being that well. <laughs> Sitting yeah. on the couch, I was like, ask me anything on an Instagram yeah. poll. And that was one of the questions was, should you ever let people like get in your way or like slow, stop you on your journey? And I was like, 
100% fuck no, like yeah, yeah. no way ever, like never, ever, ever let what other people think slow you mm-hmm. down. Like ultimately the right people are going to love you and they're going to support you every step of the way. And mm-hmm. if they don't, they're not the right people and like release mm-hmm. them and make room for the right people because you've mm-hmm. got to make room. Like, and that's where like some people are going to be, a, you know, a perfect part of your journey and really aligned with you at a particular point. Yeah. Maybe at some point they're not. And that's yeah. okay. And you just celebrate them and you're grateful for them at the time that they were there. Yeah. And then if they're not, you know, on your team anymore and they're not supporting you so much, like, cool, see you later. Like, yeah. thank you so much for, you know, what we had. And yeah. I release you to make room for the right people to come in. And I just think exactly. that that's so important. And exactly what you said too, like people have a problem with it. Like it's a projection of themselves. Like yeah. it's nothing to do with you. And again, like you said, like it can be really easy to, you know, say that when you've gone through a lot of it, but just, it is something to just hold on to. Like, remember it, like when you are in the beginning of, you know, in that personal development side of things and starting to realize these things for yourself, like just hold on to that and realize like your relationship with you is the most important relationship you're ever going to have. Like if you don't prioritize that relationship, you Mm. can't, you know, have strong relationships with others. You can't be of service to others. So find yourself first and like trust that, that relationship is strong and that's really all that matters and everything else will just be as a side effect of it. Yeah. And I think people are dying for that. Like you can see now what I would say as well out there, if you're, if you're someone on Instagram who's got a perfect grid or you're always, you know, filtering or you're always like, I can't do this because I can't show up because I don't look nice. And it trips me out. One of the stats that drives my business and my events. And when I speak is like, you know, 90% of Australian women opt out or cancel plans based off of the way they look. Like nine out of 10 women are basically not showing up to life based off of the way they look or how they perceive themselves, which to me is broken down that we give too many fucks what people think. That's what I think the fucking stat should say. So nine out of 10 women in Australia are giving too many fucks what other people think and they're not showing up to life. Thank you, fucking Dove Studies, Channel 9, you know? Like, like, can we put that? Because that's what it is. So I'm just like, how can you show up as your authentic self should you be scared? Yes. Will you be fucking shitting yourself? Yes. That's how you know you're doing the right thing. And so many women message me on Instagram and go, I love how real you are. You keep it so real. More women need to do this. And I always write back and say, you do that. Like you be that woman. Stop wishing more women would show up authentically. You fucking be the change, Gandhi. Like you do it. Like stop messaging me and, and saying, oh, Erica, you're so real. I just love how real you are. And then I check your Instagram and it's fucking perfection city and you're desiring like wishing dying to not be so perfect just don't mm-hmm. like no one's gonna die you know mm-hmm. it's not like unless you're sponsored by fucking disney or whatever i think you're good like you can sh- you can switch it up you yeah. know and, and and then you what you do is you create community like uh, perfection is eroding our connection perfection is separation and it makes me feel like I, I can't even, I can't even tell you, I don't go to influencer things. I don't consider myself an influencer, although technically I guess we are. The word to me has felt so yucky because I think of pretty grids and clean prams and six packs and blonde hair and tan skin and, you know, holding a Lavazza cup and no offense to Lavazza. I love coffee, but just, I don't like it. It's yucky. And it's like, you go to these things and no offense to them, but you see like people are dying to break free from the clay mask that they're like, hi, everything's great. It's like, fuck, if we just yeah. we felt a little bit, if we just said, you know what, I, I'm suffering with postnatal depression or I can't poo or my husband's cheating on me or I just found out my son's, you know, transitioning and I don't know what to do or I've got cancer or whatever. Like, do you know how much more vulnerability creates community and yeah. like, it's scary, but 
what the fuck are we existing? Or are we, when you want to live and feel it's scary, you should be scared. You should be crying. You should be a hot mess. Most of the time, then you're fucking feeling you're not numbed out. Mm, yeah. And it just takes like someone to start that fire. Yes. Like, and the more yeah. voices that join it, the better, Totally, you know, totally. at those events, like one person says it and then one person goes, Oh my gosh, me too. And it like gives yeah. permission to other people to start exactly. actually speaking their truth. And like, you know, that's what you do so well. And that's why obviously so many women do message you about it. But I think you're absolutely spot on with like, okay, well, I, I love you and I appreciate the message and thank you so much, but I'm showing up so you can show up. Like I'm showing yeah. up to give you a voice as well. So use your voice. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you've got one, so step into it. Um, <laughs> and it sort of brings me across to, I really wanted to chat about, um, you know, talking about all of these relationships and, you know, women and everything like that and how you have these connections. I think that that's something that, um, you know, I'd really like to dive into a little bit because I think for a lot of people, you know, especially in the online entrepreneurial world, like yeah. can start to feel really lonely as well when yes. you are building a business in your lounge room mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and maybe <laughs> you're not knowing <laughs> how, to connect, how to connect with other people or how to forge relationships. Like, you know, you're, we were talking about before, like you're um, friends with um, beautiful Angela Gallo as well. She's incredible. Another great mm. person to go and follow on Instagram. Um, how did you guys connect? And for those looking to sort of forge relation, like strong sisterhood relationships. Oh, this is a great question. Yes. Um, where can they start? Okay. So what happened for me um, was I first and foremost, as a disclaimer, want to say, I think you should value yourself. And a lot of us don't value what we do. And we try to offer discounts and work for free. I'm not saying that everybody should, but also we need to have some self-awareness. So I, if you want to be a speaker, fucking speak for free. Yeah. Like if you, especially if you're nobody, meaning you're not on anything and you haven't got 50 million followers and your business isn't killing it, like please offer yourself for free for things that matter. And what happened to me was Lacey, uh, Lacey, who's a birth photographer. She's amazing. Melbourne's most expensive birth photographer. She's lovely. She, um, I, I, when I had my son, I ended up working with some midwives and they said to me, Lacey's one of our birth photographers. And I'm like, Oh, Lacey. And I started looking her up and I was obsessed with birth. I almost became a doula. Um, which is not a midwife. It's like emotional support. It's like a coach. A doula is a fucking coach. And there's many elements. You can be a doula and many things, but they were birth doulas. So I was obsessed with birth. I was having my second son. I had a home birth and it was deliciously, ridiculously amazing after I had a traumatizing as fuck cesarean for my first. So polar opposites. Of course, the universe gave me that and a miscarriage. Thank you. And I met Lacey at this thing and I hit her up on Instagram. I'm like, I love you. I think you're amazing. I kept commenting on all her shit genuinely because I genuinely wanted to break into the birth space because I I thought I was going to do it. And I opened a second Instagram, which I do not recommend. I'll tell you more on that later because it's a pain (laughs) in the ass. So I opened the confident mama, which is killing it over there. And I'm not even on it. I haven't been on it for like 10 months. And I thought I needed to do a motherhood Instagram because my, my, my queen of confidence was confidence coaching and my motherhood stuff was over there, air quotes, motherhood stuff. And I started following all the birth people. They started following me. I started commenting. We started connecting, DMing, messaging, and me and Lacey ended up having a a coffee. And I came to her by the way, because when someone's higher than you, you need to add value to them. Please do not be like, I just want to pick your brain. That's so annoying. People don't have time for you to pick their brain. What are you going to give value to? So I went, got her coffee, met with her far as fuck and sat with her and just 
talked and listened to her story. And I told her about me when she asked about me and she's like, Oh my God, I'm doing a course for photographers. Would you do a bit about confidence in your five C's? And I'm like, yeah, it's a 15 minute video in my office, which I would do for YouTube anyway. Of course I will. No payment, nothing. She ended up giving me a free photo shoot, which those are my photos now that, I, that I've been using. And it was amazing. And Angela Gallo is her teacher. Uh, she was one of her students. And she watched the video and was like, who the fuck is that lady? Like, who the fuck is that crazy bitch? I love her. She's amazing. And of course, I was already following her on the birth space. And then we ended up uh, messaging each other and meeting in real life, which was amazing. And we fell in love. I was like, I've never met anybody like that or like me or in that space of like bold and brave. She's literally, if you don't know Angela, she's got tattoos on her face. She is the boldest expression. She's tatted up. She's like artwork walking Mm. and will have bright hair and is, she's just a full bold expression. And then in her work, she's like a poet. Like she speaks poetry out of her mouth. So I met her and then we connected and we really were like, and she, her and Lacey paved the way for me financially. I didn't know them, but I knew that they were expensive as fuck. And they were women on Instagram being fully expressed, making a fuck ton of money. Mm. And I was like, I want what they've got. I want to do that. Like, I want to do that. So I kept them in the back of my head as like women who paved the way in that space. Cause I didn't know anyone else. And then we just organically, like we, we, I message people on Instagram and I caught up with them. And literally this year I've made more friends for real on Instagram, like you and so many women that we've just genuinely been cool and connected. And in the space of how can I be of service to you? Not in the space of, can I take a selfie with you and fangirl? Because y'all fangirls out there, that shit's just, it's just weird. It's not nice. It's not helpful. It is. It's like, okay, you want to take a photo, then what? Are you going to devour someone? Like if you meet Lady Gaga, what are you going to do? You're going to touch her and you're going to take photos with her and then what? Like, I think it's so strange how we fangirl to the extreme celebrities. Like, are you going to eat them? Like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to devour them? Like, they're people. Like, have a chat, you know? Like, be of service. Get the human side. Yeah. And so yeah. we just, we met and we, and then literally we live nine minutes away. Thank you, universe, which is hilarious. I didn't know that. So we hang out all the time because we live so close and we have kids. And then we just built this thing that was like, how can I help you genuinely without the comparison, without the, she's doing more than me. Um, And it ended up organically meshing together where a lot of our students are similar. And so they work with her or me and I get her to come to my events and speak. I speak at her events for free because we love each other. Um, And I think that it's important that you find these people. She did not exist in my life. So it's not like I got hooked up. I connected and I messaged genuinely and I added value. And I think that that's what we can do for each other, you know? Yeah. I think that that right there is such a powerful message is like, don't come at it from like, what's in it for me, but come at it from a like, what can I give? Like, how can I be of service? And genuinely wanting to cultivate a connection, not just like, you know, what am I going to get out of this? How's this going to elevate me? That person's got 50,000 followers and maybe it'll get me 2,000 more. Like, like, you either yeah. like have a connection or you don't. Yeah. Don't try to foster one just to try and get something out of it. That's scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Come at it from that abundance mindset. There's mm. always more than enough. There's always more than enough love, followers, money, everything to go around. Mm. You don't need to be hunting for that type of thing. But instead, like what's priceless is the connection that you will make. And I think I think that it is really important to focus on those sort of things. Like I said, when you, when you are like, you know, building a business or doing something out of your comfort zone or anything like that, like having, you know, your loyal women around you, yeah, going to have your back and lift you up every yeah. step of the way, no matter what. Yeah. 
And it might be one or two, literally, literally, it might not be five or six or, you know, it might be one or two. And I know, and know who you need to talk to initially last year when I dropped my money, my shit money beliefs, literally I left them in 2018 and Mm -hmm. said bye. And it was like January 1st. And I was like, yeah, they're not here. They're not coming with me into the new year. Like it was like, I left my luggage there. I love it. December 31. And I, I remember my husband kept his last year. He kept his into the year. So I wouldn't call him and ask him, or I wouldn't sit with him and go, what do you think we should price this at? Or I knew I couldn't have those conversations with him because he was not in the money mind space. So I would call Ange about that. And I would talk to someone else about that. And so it's like knowing in your circle of friends, who are the business friends that you can bounce off business ideas mm. or, you know, um, abundance ideas or whatever ideas you have, who are those fun risk friends versus asking your auntie if you should do this. She don't got a fucking business and she's your auntie. Like, why would you ask her? She's not your client. She's yeah. like, please stop asking people for advice who don't know what the fuck you do and don't, aren't doing it themselves. <laughs> yes. Don't ask your broke friends about money, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we've all been there and learned that lesson. People that were, you know, in your comfort zone about something because they yeah. were people back then, but you're like, okay, all right, well, I'm sort of on a different path now. And yeah, the advice doesn't really cross over anymore. So yeah. you know, expanding yeah. your, your network of people for that yes. your circle is really important. And it's perfect time to do it as well. Like, honestly, like comment to people, like if people write comment on your posts, like, right back to them. Like stop desiring. And I was one of those people that I don't have a big email list. Like, and it's like, are you writing to the 500 that you have? Honestly, like, do you write to them? Like, you know, and that's hard. I know that you got to get a VA sometimes and there's a lot of things to do, but what I'm saying is don't desire more followers just to have a higher number. Don't desire more people to pay attention. Like you don't want a room full of people that you're speaking to. If no one in that room gives a fuck about you and they're not listening to you and you just bought numbers or you just want high numbers to say, that's a validation. That's an FWOT thing. Like, you know, 2000 followers doesn't mean shit if you're not talking to them and getting on stories because you're worried about how you look. Like, why do you want 10,000? You're not showing up anyway. You know, like show up with what you have and then you will get more. Such an important yeah. point. I'm so glad that you said that because you do see it so much. Like exactly yeah. what you said. Like, are you nurturing the ones that you've got? Yeah. Do you they're care people. about people? Like, like their eyeballs. They're actual yeah. people with skin. And you know, they're a body. They're like a skin bag person that thinks that <laughs> thoughts and you know, like real shit. So I think that's where I do. And I don't try to be funny or try to whatever. I just I what I do is I try to let people in. Like mm. let them in. And it's like I do let them in more. Can you let them in more? Like you don't have to talk about hemorrhoids like I do on Instagram, but what, how much deeper, how much can you expose yourself? And I love that word because it is exposing yourself. Like, are you happy to expose yourself all areas and all ways? And it has nothing to do with, I sell peanut butter. No one cares about me. You don't sell peanut butter, motherfuckers. You sell yourself. People buy the peanut butter from you because you're the person that makes it the way you make it and the reason why you make it and your story and all of the funny things about how you built the peanut butter business. Like we don't buy peanut butter. Like they're buying you. Like they are hundred percent buying you. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's, so so spot on and that's like such an important thing is like you know every bit of information is on google yeah there's a thousand people yes. out there talking about it yeah it anywhere like but just realize like people aren't buying the information like they're buying you and your story and the way that yeah. they with you like yes there's information and then there's value and then there's the connection and totally. like if you get those three tiers of things yeah that's what's going to connect you with your audience and that's what's going to take them from just being 
members of your audience, the people who then want to work with you to take that next step so that you can help oh them my God. to transform even more. Oh my God. Yes. And can we just say this too really quickly? Sorry. I love that you said that because what I learned early days was like you said, people can figure anything out. So we think that's RIP and you know, I'm not going to, um, not RIP like rest in peace, but R <laughs> like our IP, right? Like my intellectual property. And I, this like, I've never made this shit up. Like my five C's, I just put shit together, but I didn't make any of this up. I don't own any of this. Like this is stuff that you learn from people and mentors and gets shifted and moved around. And you just say, Say it in your way, in your format, because you have your own narrative and, and your own vision of how you see things. But yeah. like, if you are not giving your clients value and results ahead of time, like before people book me, like on my podcast, I tell you what books I give you everything. I give you homework and actions. And I talk to you like, as if you're my one-on-one -on -one client and I don't worry about my one-on-one -on -one clients being offended or, Oh my God, I'm giving them too much. They're not going to book me. Anybody who over delivers value to me, I end up going, who's my lady for that? Her. Yeah, but she's already told you everything. Yeah, but I trust her because she's given me so much that when I think about who do I want to be my eyebrow lady, the lady who gives me all the eyebrow tutorial, do it yourself videos, that's my eyebrow lady. Like I want her, you have beautiful eyebrows, by the way, Taylor, right? Um, they're amazing. Um, you know, but like, imagine she told you how to do it. She gave you all the things exactly step by step and you watched her shit. You'd be like, man, she's the best eyebrow lady ever. And when you need your eyebrows done, that's who you call. You don't go, oh, she told me too much. I'm not going to call her that you think about who gives you the most value. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's it. That sentence right there. Like, well, oh, she's given away too much. I'm just going to go yeah. with someone I do not know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. It's one of the biggest things that I see with new coaches as well is like, it's a, I get it so much that question. I'm like, what's too much to give away? And I'm like, nothing. Like, yeah. Just give, 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 give. Like, yeah. give away as much as you can, as much value. And realize, like, the thing is, when it comes to like someone going from someone in your audience to actually becoming a client, it's like, the reason that they do that is like you, you could have put every single thing that you know on the internet mm -hmm. and be like, yeah, that's it. Like that's everything that I know. But someone will come to you for the ability to be in your space and your energy and for the fact that you will lay it out in a roadmap. Yeah. I could put 8,000 things on the internet, but you need 12 of them. Good mm. luck trying to figure out which 12 in the order you actually need. Yeah, and that's yeah. why a person will then work with you because they've found trust so you. much value in all of your free stuff. They yeah. have a connection with you. They feel like they're already your friend. Yeah. Rust you, like you said, and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much value, but I want to work with her in an eight week capacity or a four month capacity. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to really guide me. And then I'm going to have really personal questions that I need help with. Yeah. That I don't know if it's even going to be in her free stuff and it's going to take me so long to go through and find it. So I want to yeah. work with her so that she can give me that personal approach and that, yeah. that energy, that real container for Beautiful. And you give them that vibe. Yeah. And I think if you're out there and you're like, how do I find a coach? Or do I know if I need a coach? Like these are great questions to ask yourself. And I think you have to vibe. Like that's why we do podcasts and that's why we do video and we show up. The more you can show people who you are, the less you will attract the wrong client. And remember, 7 billion people, believe me that not everybody is your client and you're not everybody's flavor and that's okay. Mm. And it's like, great. Like I think you have to vibe someone, catch a vibe, not just followers or that they're the most expensive. Just like, how do they make you feel? Do you feel, how do you feel around them? What, what value are they giving you? Do you feel like you trust them? Like that shit. Like, are they confronting? Because sometimes confronting is good. You know, um, you want, like I tell people, I'm not your mom. I'm not going to tell you, you're doing a great job, honey. I'm going to be like, girl, what the fuck? What's going on here? You didn't do this. What, what's happening? Like you, you have to find what you need. And so I think it's really important if you're out there and you're looking for someone that you really realize that, you know, 
go for the people that you can feel. You can experience them before you pay. You can vibe them. You can see them. Like that's why I spent fucking so much money on video this year, my first year of business. Like it's in my budget. Like I have to have a visual experience. We have an audio experience and then there's like content everywhere so that people can decide. They know straight up if they like you, Taylor Ray. Like, oh no, or oh yes. It's yeah. like you want hell no or hell yeah. You don't want the vanilla. Like vanilla is yeah. yeah. Although it's yeah. delicious, it's shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor vanilla ice cream. <laughs> it is actually my favorite choice. Yeah, it is delicious. It, I know, but it is but, a thing. Wow. Well. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, I wanted to ask you as well, like, obviously, you know, you know, running your business and with your husband and everything like that, I'd love yes. to chat about how you guys set boundaries as well, like in your relationship and business and cutoff yeah. times and how you make time for each other. Obviously you've got kids like yes. I work at home with James, like he's recently come into the business as well. Exciting. Um, and you know, like for us, it's been a transition and there's been so many learning curves and all those sorts of things. And I do get questions about it. And for those listening that maybe, you know, either work from home or they work with their partner or something like that. I just love to know how you guys navigate that and yeah. what that journey has been like for you. Yeah. There's, de there's definitely sacrifice. I think for sure. <laughs> um, when I did last year say to him, I'm not going back to Laurel. I was working with L'Oreal uh, as a contractor and I was like, I'm not going to go back. And he swallowed and he's Brown, he's Sri Lankan and he turned white and I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, but he also was like, I've got your back. And he runs a gym. So my husband has a, a fitness meditation studio. So it's like the mind body kind of gym. So that's a business like mortar and bricks. Like I'm in his business right now in my office. And so he has people that he has to pay and rent and bills and all that jazz. So for a long time, it was about building up alter ego and getting his gym sorted. And I had this safe you know, job. Right. So that ended up how it was for us. But then when we had our children and I said, I want to do this, he was kind of like, okay, I am going to allow alter ego to do what it does and tick along. I'm not going to add anything to it. Um, and I'm not going to do my own business thing like manfulness, which now he coaches men and does like meditation and men stuff, like kind of what I do, but for men. Mm. So it was like all about the queen of confidence show. Like he was like, what do you need from me? I got this, I got that. And he was the financial guy. And he's also like share of my business. Um, so America <clears throat> doesn't take my money. Thank you. Texas. Um, <laughs> So I did not just say that, but anyway, yeah, he's part of the business. And so we sat down and we looked at, we have, we have meetings like three times a week. So we have meetings about our schedule and our family and our calendar and what we're doing with the kids, financial meetings, what we need to pay and do, and then business. So the queen of confidence became the number one thing that we were going to focus on and create. And so he just had my back and we made a we're very communication based. We love talking and we just have whiteboards at home, whiteboards in the office, whiteboards on the fucking fridge and really talked about what does this look like? How many hours? He's good at the systems. I'm good at the visionary and the tiny detail. So I needed that middle. So he really helps me go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck are you doing? Wait, this makes no sense. And I'm like, mm. okay. Cause I'm like big picture or tiny, like tiny detail. So I need that middle person. So he really perfectly fits. And so he helped me kind of organize moving from one-on-one -on -one to group setting and how that looks, what that model is. And then he came in as the meditation teacher. So in all of our work, the women that experience my work, they always get some mindfulness meditation program that he runs. Oh, and then, yeah. Yeah. So because I think that's really important and I'm not that calm centered fucking Zen person, clearly so <laughs> he, he does that. And then that organically ended up becoming 
he started teaching meditation and then um, now he, he coaches the men because all the women in our program are like, my husband, my husband, my husband. And mm-hmm. he's such a gentle man. Like he's such an emotional, gentle man with a lot of feminine energy as a man though, which is yeah. weird and different. And so he's now bringing men up. So that happened. And then we, in the middle of the year, he decided, fuck, my, my thing is going off. I want to do this man thing. And then what happened was I took my own business and said, I got this now. Now let's give some to yours. And we gave him a bit. So it took away the energy from the queen of confidence that was ticking and running, meaning we couldn't add anything new to it. Um, and we just left it going. And then at our retreat in Bali, he really went off and did his thing. and was like, Oh shit. Like his money shit left. Uh, he believed in himself. So through my business and he talks about it openly, he's like, you've taught me so much, babe, by you just showing up and pushing me. I've I'm pushing him out on stage and he's like, oh shit. Okay. I better sing and dance. And then it's like amazing. And he's like, oh, that was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need the tick of the box. It's like, you're good. So then now he's fully doing his, I'm fully doing mine. And we have built systems and people on our, on our teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but we meet still every week and we go, okay, queen of confidence, boom, 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 alter ego, boom, 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 uh, manfulness, boom, boom, boom. And we give as much as we can give to each. And then we have now hired like a VA and people that can give to that business. And with the kids, those little mofos are in childcare four days a week, which I can't even believe because that was expensive as hell for us last year, us not being able to do anything. Um, and we've established that his, for parents out there, you have to look at who your childcare is. And Angela is the one that told me, Erica, put your fucking kids in childcare. And I was really like, Oh, I feel bad to do that. Like they're in a fancy childcare. They have a fucking chef. They read them books. They put them to sleep. Like I'm not doing that shit. I don't cook my kids the food they cook. Like, are you kidding me? Like I'm a, I'm building a vampire over here. So they're getting treated way better at childcare than I would do with them. Right? Like know who you are. I'm not a book reader and a cooker and a cleaner. That's not me. I'm doing this and it's okay that that's not me. And I don't have to guilt myself. No. I think for us, we had his family and us depending on his family, who's like 75, his parents, and they say yes, but they mean no. And that's tricky. So you can't make them a part of your business. And they were kind of technically a part of our business because they were watching our kids. So we were like, fuck that. They're messing with our, our, our model and our business and our impact. And so we created the money to be able to put them in childcare, which now we can actually be with them when they're home. And we're really present with them and we have fun and we break the rules and we'll do whatever we want with them and still building our dream and doing our thing and having sex and having our freaky Friday finances, which is like sex and finances and us having a date. And it's fun. It was a lot of no sex for a long time because young children and co-sleeping, but like keeping it real. That's what happens. Sometimes you hate your body. You don't have sex with your husband. There's no relationship. You're fucking roommates. You hate your life. You're like, eh. And you have to go through that. And then you get to here and you're like, oh, wow, that was hard. Now it's different. It's like, it's not going to be like that forever. But we have really communicated our faces off. Like I look at him and he knows what that means. Um, it's like, no, we don't do that. So, you know, our booking, everything. We just talk about everything and have meetings. And I think even if you don't have a business, if you're in a couple relationship with a man or a woman, your ass needs to be having weekly fucking partner meetings about your schedule, about your life, about your goals. If you're not meeting with your partner, 
you guys are growing differently and you don't know what the fuck's going on. That's what I think. So agree with you a million percent. Like even before James was in the business, we did it every single week. We would go to this cafe that we adore down. We had a book that was dedicated to it and we would go through and assess our goals and reflect on the week and everything like that across all the different areas of our lives. Like, you know, finance, relationship, fun, individual, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it keeps you on track. Like it keep, makes sure that you're both accountable for what's going on in your life, like where you're going together or because it's very easy to go like, okay, yeah, we're working on this thing. Four weeks goes by. What yeah. have we done about that? Like zero. Yeah. <laughs> Having those meetings just like, you know, it sets the tone, sets the accountability. And I think it just really helps you to grow together, which is incredible. So I think that that's really, really good advice. Mm. Um, one last thing that I wanted to ask you about, I feel like I could talk to you forever. No, we can. We should be like podcast part two. <laughs> um, but with the events, just how you're talking about the retreats and everything like that and how obviously, you know, how we went and had this huge breakthrough. Your retreat looked amazing. Um, in terms of getting into running retreats, I feel like for a lot of us, um, you know, the idea of running a retreat is so exciting and it looks amazing, but also scary at the same time, especially yes. for someone that, dabbles entirely like in an online space you know the yes, idea of yes. like creating even not necessarily just a retreat but how you run events and everything like that like yeah something on in a physical location in the in the hopes that people are going to actually attend yes what is that like and how do you move through it so i think it's so powerful in the digital world if you have <laughs> the ability to get yourself um, especially if you're a business owner or you want to do makeup artist or you're a hairdresser or you want to do a YouTube, you don't have to have a business, but if you have a message or something that you're wanting to get out in the world, I highly recommend you create a, a, a workshop or a seminar or a masterclass because there is so much power in you showing up in person, whether it's two people in my first masterclass had eight people, um, or 11 people or fucking 11,000 people. Right. And what happens is you show up and it makes you and I'm sure this has happened to you, like, oh, fuck, it's happening next week. Shit, I better get an agenda together. Fuck, what am I going to talk about? I don't know. What's my main messages? Oh, shit. And you put some shit together and you make some slides and whatever you do. And for me, I like to curate an experience. So I go through all the visual, photo, movies, sensory. Like I try to make make it like a, because I love film and I love I love acting. I'm a fucking performer, comedian, confidence coach, comedian. And so I like to do that. So you go there, you rock up and it's so shit for you. You're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. You're looking at your agenda. You're doing the thing. But because you're doing it and you're experiencing something from it, the people usually are having a great time. And then you finish. And like I said in the beginning, if you wait to have another event, that gap of space, you do your head in. Oh, that wasn't good. Oh, that was shit. No one's going to come back. And all this pity committee party happens in your head. And I'm like, book all three or all six. Like I just made a client of mine book six doTERRA oil workshops Mm -hmm. because she does oils. And I'm like, you need live in person because everybody's doing oils. Everybody's talking about fucking doTERRA oils and making cleaning products. Get in person. She has a specific niche. Get an in-person group going, whether it's five or six and meet with these people. And that helps you learn your message. It helps you learn how to fuck up on the fly and get back up. It helps you gauge what your clients really want. And then if you want to be a speaker, what a better place than your own workshops to start speaking and learning. And now I know my message with my eyes closed, but for a long time I had an agenda and I was like, didn't I talk about this now from one o'clock to one thirty, we talk about that. <laughs> okay guys, next slide. Like I would be dead without my agenda and my slides. I would have been dead. 
yeah. you know, and, and, and just recently, like just recently being able to rock up to a place and talk about my messaging and know my messaging and be like, Oh, cool. But it happened because I kept showing up and I don't know what was in me that kept doing these styling events, but my head was like, women don't like their bodies. Women don't like clothing. They don't know what to wear. She feels like that. So I did one-on-one styling for like a month. And then I went to events. I was like, no, if she feels like that, so doesn't she. What if we got together as women? So I've always had this, I think my foster childness, my being a foster kid, I loved being around kids. And like, I wasn't sad when my mom got taken away. I didn't know I was a kid. I loved being with other kids. Mm. I'm an only child. So I loved community. Mm. And I think I just went, let's get together. Um, Intuitively. I don't know who told me that. That was just my own head spirit looking after me at the time. And I just got women together with champagne and talked about styling. So if you're a stylist, have a fucking styling workshop. If you're a hairdresser, have a hairdresser workshop. Like, don't worry about what you charge. Do it for free once or twice. You know, do it in your friend's house. Do it at a fucking RSL. Do it at a non-fancy place, you know, or pay a venue a little bit of money and just charge 10 bucks just to build your confidence. And then you can start moving and going, oh, this is really good. That builds community, which builds talk, which builds you creating things. And I highly recommend filming anything you can film because then you can use it as an ad or, you know, Hey, this is what it looks like. And people feel safe because they've experienced it visually. Um, and then we just, we just kept doing them. So I was good with events because of us showing up and trusting that someone was going to come. And even if it was five people and I now just to let you know, Sunday, I'm doing my confidence masterclass, which I did six this year, six. And in between I did sisterhood full days, six. And then we we did speaking events. So literally with two kids breastfeeding still, I did fucking, I don't know, 14 or 18 events this year that I ran and did. Right. And it's not including speaking arrangements. That's crazy saying that out loud. And And so, you know, I, I, I have these women coming on the, on the 15th Sunday to this masterclass and we're moved to a bigger venue and here's my abundance mindset. And if you're out there running events and no one's showing up, give away tickets, I have this massive venue that I've never worked in. It's a new venue that we're going to book for all this year, next year. So I'm like, fuck it. Give away on Instagram to influencers, non-influencers. Like I'm going to speak anyway. And I'm so on fire about this message reaching as many ears as it can. I'm happy to give away a ticket. If you win a ticket, like Mm. I'm going to talk anyway, don't be scarcity. Like, Oh, well they didn't buy a ticket. So I'm not going to run the event because I only sold five. It's like, fucking then get your friends, get your neighbors in the room. It helps you learn your messaging and learning how to stand in front of people and do Q and a live and all of that stuff. So I would say like that's first. And then second, you got to back yourself. When I booked Bali, my husband did not believe in me because he had all his shitty money beliefs. He didn't think anybody would book. I was like, they're going to book. And I priced it pretty high. It wasn't like a low price retreat. And I, and I didn't really work out all the shit we had to pay because that's how I am. And he's like, what? You didn't work it out? And I'm like, sorry, you weren't involved. So I'm like <laughs> selling tickets on Instagram and we sold out of this retreat and we did, we did make profit, which was great. We weren't like in the negative. Um, and it was just like people were showing up to it and I was sharing. And then I learned, fuck, I need a video. Oh, fuck. I need to talk more about what they're actually going to do because people need to know that. Um, yeah. Shit. I need to, Oh shit, this. So as I was doing it, I was, I was learning. And one of my coaches says, I'm selling shit that I haven't even created. That's what she says. And that's literally what you do in business. You sell shit that you haven't even created. And it's okay to learn while you're getting paid. Like, let me just tell you, if you need permission, it's okay to sell something obviously hold on a minute if you're gonna create it and make it sick and if you work under pressure that's how diamonds get fucking made you start creating as you go and you're like shit it's amazing 
Yeah. So yeah, it's scary at first though. It really is. And when someone buys a ticket, you're like, okay, um, okay, shit. And, and the organizing and all of that, it's a lot of work. Like, to be honest, it's a lot of work. So when my clients tell me I don't have the time, I'm like, I have two kids and I fucking, I didn't have childcare before three months ago. And I know what it is to do it and you can do it. So many of us have time. We're wasting it on bullshit. Mm. So if you think you don't have time, I think you're, you're tripping. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know, Same 24 yeah. hours in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I saw that photo of you on Instagram as well after the event and you were like breastfeeding your little bubba. Yeah, sure. and I was like, what a mama. Like so good. Like, just like they teach you, they teach you you're not fancy though. They're like, mom, anyway, can I, can I have the boob? And you're like, oh yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to bask in my glory of how amazing that was. But yeah, sure. I'm just going to sit on the floor and pull my spanks up motherfucker. <laughs> because in their eyes, you're just yep. mom. Yeah. Still got to do the shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This has been a freaking joy. I knew I it was going to be such a good interview. I <laughs> loved it more than I thought I was going to, which oh, thank oh, you. Possible. But thank best. you so much for coming on the show. If there's any last piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with, what would it be? I would say that the number one thing you can do for yourself, the number one fucking thing that you can do for yourself, for your children, for the humanity is to get to know your own mind like get to know what you think about yourself get to know what thoughts you're believing get to know how you're feeling get to get in touch with that because i think we're so scared of going under the rug in pandora's box because of what we're going to find mm -hmm. and I, I really invite any of you out there listening to get to know that, like go there, you know, start paying attention to your thoughts, start questioning your thoughts, start questioning yourself, pay attention to how you think and what you say and how you feel. Because if you're, and we know 96% of the time we're subconscious, we're living in a, in a program, which means 96% of the time you're in autopilot. You brush your teeth, left and right, left foot, right foot, blink the eyes. You don't think about it. You just do these things. And it really fucks with us because if we're not paying attention to what's stopping us and what's sabotaging us and what's not good for us and what we're putting in our mouth and what we're paying attention to or who we're dating, like this is so important. And it's the number one thing that's going to change your life is how you think, how you feel, how you act is the results that you get. So I would just invite everybody out there to start paying attention to your mind and your thoughts and questioning them and not believing everything you think. And what if it was a lie that what you've been telling yourself, what if it was a lie? And I want you to act as if it's not true what you're thinking. Then what, was, what does that mean for you? And maybe you are good enough and maybe you are pretty enough. And maybe you don't have to have more followers or maybe, you know, like all of these, what if, what if, what if, what if, and I like it on paper. I think it's a great, powerful thing to do is write down your thoughts on paper. You don't have to be like, dear journal. You don't have to do that. Fucking <laughs> high school journal. Just write your shit down. I wrote down last week, my kids are holding me back. That was one of my thoughts that popped into my head and I let myself write it. And I'm like, fuck, my kids are holding me back. Is that true? No, that's not true. What's really going on is I feel frustrated and I feel like I don't have enough time and I feel on the pump because I did that. Like I booked a fucking million things. I didn't communicate with my husband that day what I needed. What do I need right now? I need someone to take my kids. I need to do this. I wasn't speaking that. So I was feeling like my children were trapping me or being a mother was hard work, which it is. But that wasn't true. The, the more I went into my thought and I broke it down on paper, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is bullshit. And if I believed that lie, that bullshit lie, and I walked around believing it, I would start feeling it. Then I would start acting on it and get a real result 
a real result in the real world, like a physical manifestation of a thought that's not true. And that is like, if I can die tomorrow, I want humanity to go there. Cause that's just like trips me out. That's so powerful. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank so you. true. Yeah. So Ask true. Yourself and question your mind. <laughs> yeah. You're not your thoughts. Just because yes. you get to decide whether they're true for you or not. Yes. So. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for who you are and for this podcast and for this platform and for sharing your story with all of us. Like, thank you because you show up so authentically and it is fucking changing the world. And I know you know that, but it's, it's super powerful. And so I thank you from all the women in the world. Oh, I love you. I love, love you, you so thank much. You. I adore you <laughs> and all the same back to you. You know how much I appreciate you. And yeah. gosh, I'm just so, so grateful to have been able to get you on the show and to thank share you. this. I know that this will have impacted a lot, a lot of women and I'm just so excited yeah. to be able to share it with them. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. So much. Um, for those that want to connect with you, which is going to be everybody, can you just tell them where <laughs> to find you? So yes, Instagram. We clearly love Instagram. Please don't change <laughs> the algorithm, Instagram. Um, it's uh, the queen of confidence. And then Facebook is the queen of confidence. I am uh, my email, Erica at the queen of confidence. And I have a podcast as well, the confidence chronicles. And that's it. Mainly Instagram. That's where I am. I would love to hear from you. I would love for y'all to let us know if you do listen to this tag us, we will reshare it. Mm. Um, do a video and tell us what you thought about it. Tell us what was the biggest aha for you or any of that, because we, you're a real human and we care about you and we're happy that you gave us your ears to listen to this um, mm. because you can listen to so much right now. And um, I'm just honored to be here with you. So thank you so damn much. Yes. We love you. We feel very honored to share this with you today. And again, Erica, honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.